what's up, all you stupid fucking assholes? <laughs> Jesus, aggressive. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm coming out the gate hot tonight because yeah, this is the this, big the, the big turn at the end of the series <laughs> yes, where you call the, everyone yeah. a stupid fucking asshole for actually having listened to all thirty of these episodes. Well, unless it's somebody's first episode, if somebody's starting with the thirtieth episode, they're gonna pull a yeah. memento. Welcome, welcome to hell, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your God can't help you now. <laughs> you're here listening to Chris and Matt write a blockbuster. It, I, it's a classic heel turn, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to set up uh, the post WrestleMania storyline because that's when we're recording this the week of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're dating. You're dating the podcast. I know. <laughs> when will you marry the podcast? <laughs> I wish I could. I'm you just know, going the, steady with the podcast. Yeah. The yep. podcast. Where's my pin? <laughs> I, I gave the podcast my uh, class rig, and it wears the class rig around the little necklace, uh, along with, uh, I don't know, what are the things that, uh, uh, a brooch. One half of a best friend's necklace? Yep, got those. Be, befre? Yeah, got the old, the old befre. You know, what if... Yeah, ye old befre. You know. What if somebody's name was Beth Friend? That would be pretty nice. Beth friend? Yeah. I'm sure that's somebody... I swear to God, that's someone's name. (laughs) Well, yeah. Some people have the last name Fred. Yeah. And some people on occasion have the first name Beth. And somebody with the last name Fred is definitely like, hey, what if we named our daughter Beth? I actually knew... I actually uh, read that uh, Peter Chris wrote the song Beth for a woman named Beth Fred. (laughs) Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting kiss fact for you. And then... uh, um, uh, Gene Simmons wrote a rock and roll all night for a woman named yep. um, Rock and Roll All Night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also wrote the the song God of Thunder uh, to, for a woman named God. Yeah, that's right. God could be a woman. Yeah, that's that right. Blow your mind, you, <laughs> yeah, you PC right. thought police. Yeah, the PC thought police are the ones that are stopping people from questioning the gender of God. Yeah. What do you think? He's just a big uh, yeah. cloud in the sky with a beard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a big old gray hair. Yeah, why don't you take rope? your pussy hats and shove them up your ass? Because guess what? God is a woman. <laughs> yeah, you're out there. You know, take off your uh, Ruth Bader Pants Ginsburg and jacket. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's even better. Please. Take off yeah, that's right. You're about to get an enema of the state at the Dude Ranch to share cat. Mark Thomas Travis Show. Yeah. That, well, now we one. named all of the. Oh, wait, Buddha. I named all the Blink 182 albums I know. I think they have a subtitled yeah. album. Neighborhoods, maybe I think it was called. There's one they released way after their like primary time in the sunlight. Plus 44. Yep, good old uh, the Mark Thomas Travis show. That was was that the live one? Yeah, with they had all their hilarious stage banter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw them once when I was in eighth grade, and they came out with a big flaming sign that read "fuck," and me and my friend turned to each other and went, "Awesome." <laughs> yep, that's the bleak witty to experience in a nutshell. Except of course. <laughs> They also had the song Adam's Song, which is about not committing suicide, even though it made everybody want to commit suicide when they listened to it. Well, then again, I think listening to any Blink-182 song for enough times to make you want to kill yourself. Well, are we going to do that podcast eventually where we listen to the same Blink-182 song every day for a year and talk about it? That would be... uh, And that song is going to be... What, what's that song where it's like? Uh, I don't really think it's, it's Christmas Eve, and then yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of the secret tracks. 
<laughs> and I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or like the the or uh, the it's Mother's Day song. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the same song. No, they they both involve quasi incest, but particularly two had multiple songs about that. I thought that they had a song where they go through the holidays and talk about the family members that they have sex with. And they put it into multiple songs because oh. it's one this song. Is like a, this is a running it. theme throughout their work. Yep, it's it's their motif. It's it's like how Alfred Hitchcock would always have a cameo in his movies. Yep, that's his. That's the theme in all the Hitchcock films. He has a cameo, and the theme of of all the Blink One Eight Two songs is they're into incest. Uh, but yeah, so would that be a daily podcast, like the gist or one of those other daily nope, podcasts? Nope, it's a weekly, it's a oh. weekly podcast, and that way it runs for a very long time. But we have to listen to the song every day of the yes. week. Yes, <laughs> and then we so we, like go. We so how was your week? The, we recap our thoughts later on. And we'll call the podcast "How Was Your Week." <laughs> yeah, we'll call it "How Was Your Week." Uh, colon all the small things I oh, thought yeah. about while I was listening to all the small things. Yeah, we could do that. So I say this time, you know. Uh, when they sang commiserating, it really touched me. And another time, be like, it didn't touch me very much. And then we can have Tom the Long on to talk about aliens or whatever shit he wants to talk about. <laughs> We're not gonna have that guy on. No, we'll have Travis Barker on to talk about aliens. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and then Scott West. We'll have we'll have the original drummer. Yeah, I think Scott. his name was yeah Scott West. I think. Or am I confusing him with the drummer for Pavement? I don't know. I know his name was Scott. Okay, it may be. Now I have to know because I know, I think maybe Steve West was the drummer of Pavement. or Well, the guy who plays Gary Young as the drummer of Pavement after, of course, Pavement's seminal first album, Slanted and Enchanted. Uh, and then Mark Eibold. Slanted the- and Enchanted, <laughs> an album that slanted and enchanted college yep. children throughout the year. Yep, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, they have an album called California Blake 1822. But the boy, what you, ooh, uh, Scott Rayner is their old drummer. Scott Rayner. How come Blink-182's second album isn't called Blink-182-2? <laughs> it could have been. They have so many. Yep. They did have an album called Neighborhoods that came out in 2011 after their self-titled 2003 album. And then in 2016, they released an album called California. I believe that's one where Matt Skiba yep. is on the band yep. instead of Tom DeLonge. And then, yeah. Of course. T- Tom DeLong said, Tom DeSolong yep, to Blink-182. Exactly he said, he and said then of course, Tom I've got to go be crazy. Yep. And then Steve West is the drummer from Pavement. I combined the drummer from Blink-182 and the drummer of Pavement into one super drummer. Uh, <laughs> With as many arms as Goro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Four arms. Uh, you could be... By which I mean, if you had four arms, because of course the drummers were going to his uh, pavement. Steve West and I'm pretty Gay. sure all drummers have at least one forearm. Yeah. Uh, Rick Allen, of course, being the one with <laughs> just one forearm, and then yeah. the other drummers having mostly two forearms. Yeah, you think there'd be a drummer with three arms that balance out the universe? To yeah, because we all know so many people with three arms. Well, I'm just saying, you might as well try being uh might as well try growing a third arm to play the drums with it'd be an interesting thing to see i mean it certainly (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna turn that down if you got a three-arm drummer i want to see them drum yeah let me ask you this can the three-arm drummer defeat the drummer at the wrong gig in a competition yeah we'll see what happens anyways (laughs) this is chris and matt right of blockbuster yeah we got Uh, nothing on deck for this episode a podcast that has been to this point about the two of us 
writing a movie, an action movie that's going to be a surefire blockbuster smash success, propelling mm-hmm. us to fame and fortune in that style of Shane Black or um, Scott Alexander and Larry, whatever the guy who is. The guys from Problem Child? Yeah, those dudes who wrote Ed Wood and Big Eyes. And from all the movies. dudes that brought you Problem Child. Did they write Problem Child 2 as well? Perhaps? Oh, yeah. Did they write My Girl 2? Probably not, because they didn't write the original My Girl. Get the, from the guys who brought you Problem Child, Ed Wood. <laughs> do mean, they still do those marketing campaigns where they say the guys that brought you from or the dudes that to make it seem like just like a couple of bros broke into a studio I, I and produced a movie? For like the Entourage movie, they may have pulled that or something like that. I can yeah. imagine them being like, from the dudes <laughs> from that the brought... complete fucking assholes who brought you Entourage. <laughs> But also, Mark Wahlberg is super Christian, so it's kind of like a, he's got mm-hmm. two things going on at the same time. I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of Mark Wahlberg's Ash Wednesday Instagram posts. They're fucking nuts. <laughs> I'll, uh, I mean, I never, you I gotta look them up. I'll That's the, the the patented Shimkowitz recommendation. Well, I know. Uh, look them up. Look I up know, those Ash Wednesday posts. I know uh, Steve Colbert, a.k.a. Stephen Colbert, when he would do shows on Ash Wednesday, he would always be doing them with the ash on his head, uh, on his forehead, be like, hey, look at me, mm, a a cool with guy. ash on my forehead. <laughs> that don't look crazy at all. <laughs> Let's talk about Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I got ash on my head. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings. That's the Steve Colbert promise. You know, uh, <laughs> I'll be Catholic and I'll know a lot about Lord of the Rings. Yep, uh, yeah, indeed. And then I'll have Ricky Gervais on, and he'll talk about being an atheist. And then we'll oh my gosh, you know what I love about Ricky Gervais? So brave to say the things uh, that everyone else is too afraid to say. How good he is at stand-up? Is that what you love about him? His great <laughs> yeah. stand-up? I love how he's really combined bad stand-up with bad TED Talks into one bad special. <laughs> Uh, I for some reason I watched his first stand-up special. I don't know why. Maybe because I like the podcast. There's so, there was so much good faith surrounding Ricky Gervais at that point that you were yeah, like, "It's got to be good." I was like, "Yeah, I mean, he like you know the podcast is funny when he's making fun of Carl Pilkington. Surely the <laughs> the stand-up will be just like that." And it would have been a lot funner to just watch him like making fun of Carl Pilkington on stage for like an hour or whatever, but. Oh, well, so yeah, we've been writing a movie, but the thing oh, is... Oh, speaking of writing a movie, yeah. uh, did you see that Stephen Merchant movie about wrestling? Not yet, but I may actually see it, because it got good reviews. It like get a, good reviews. Love Stephen Merchant. Mm-hmm. Yep, anyway, the, that's the that. Of Stephen. Yep. Uh, I, I'll sell you one Stephen for a dollar. <laughs> I'm a merchant of Stephen. Uh, the old white slavery trade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by any other name, it smells just as sweet. <laughs> okay, because Stephen Merchant. <laughs> T- yeah. Took it a real dark, dark direction, but sure, okay. Well, that's what they would just like call more like prostitution and stuff back in the day. Mm, like, they call them Stephen Merchants. Yep, they were. Well, the old. I'm a real Stephen Merchant. Uh, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Down. I'm on also the old, a Shirley Merchant. Down on the pier or down at the shore. I'm also line. a Merchant of Venice. Yep. Uh, but th- perhaps you'd like the, to buy my Venice. The, the, yeah, the Merchant of Venice was people like uh, uh, pimps who were gonna let you uh, fuck the canals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just go jump in that canal and uh, go to town, you know, in that <laughs> dirty ass water that you, you know, don't want to be in because it's contaminated. 
as that song says, dirty yeah, water. Sure, stick your genitals in it. Yep, stick them on in. Uh, <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Probably nothing good because it's not yeah. going to feel good because it's just water on your dick. You could get that in a bathtub, but uh, maybe you'll catch something, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> This is the so, kind of great stuff we put into the movie we've been writing. But the thing is, in our last episode, episode 29, we finished the first draft of the movie. And by all accounts, the final the draft. Final of the draft. Movie. No notes. <laughs> don't need them. Don't yep. need a rewrite. Don't need the notes. Uh, Get them the fuck out of here. Flawless. Ty- no typos. No. And no. At, at, at the very least, forget the story by credit. Oh, yeah. You know it. Yeah, it's even that happens in arbitration because we came up with the we came up with all the characters. We created all these characters. We created Seth Christ. We created J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> we created Kathy. We yeah. created uh, who else is it? The Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> and, we, and we but we made a new Spider Man. Spider Man alter ego Jane Doe, who's a character. Oh yeah. wait, and, is she Spider Man in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wait. think it came up. Briefly. No way! Really? This is a great movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we wrote it. We did a great job. That's why. You know what's surprising? Here, let's let's name our our surprises about the movie. Let's do Surprised it. Surprised E.T. didn't make it into the movie. Really? Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's kind of surprising. I guess it would have made sense. I think we probably made some BT. We could have got the Reese's Pieces people involved to get some money. You we, know what? Maybe he is in the movie. I think I remember Reese's Pieces coming up at some yeah. point. How about uh, if we ever end up doing a second draft, Kathy takes off her mask and turns out she's been E.T. the whole time. Well, that would be a, a bold choice because, uh, like, both of them are it like... Would, it would be like the end of Iron Man 3 when you found out that that was the Mandarin. Yeah, you found out Kathy's the Mandarin. <laughs> Ack! <laughs> I've been a fraud this entire time. Ack! I'm going to talk in a British accent now. Uh, good old... Ack. Speaking of Shane Black... Say black. <laughs> That's a yeah. In, in the Kathy, when Kathy goes to see um, Lethal Weapon in her world, it's, it's directed by Shane Ack, and it's about how uh, Roger Murtaugh is too old for this shit, and by this shit he means eating bonbons because they go right through his thighs, and it's bikini season. <laughs> Ack, I'm too old for this shit. Ack, indeed. Indeed, but uh. We should have like we should pull in iRobot and get a lot of product placement in the movie. I know it's more like for producers or whatever. Yeah, but obviously more like iRobot, more like buy robot, yeah. buy Nikes. But you and I are obviously we're gonna be very hands on, even though usually screenwriters will like write a draft uh, and then never be talked to or heard of again and have no say yep. what happens for the rest of the movie. We're obviously- They're just dumped into an unmarked graves in the middle of the desert. <laughs> That, uh, that's what happened to Tom Lennon and uh, Ben Garant. And only Tom Lennon was able to survive uh, to make Hell Baby, which I tried watching. I just couldn't finish it. They, they had a chance to make their own thing. And it's like, well, maybe stick to writing Night of the Museum sequels, guys. You get well paid, and I don't have to be interested in seeing them. <laughs> I won't have to be interested in seeing them. But you know what I like? I like this movie, Seth Christ Cole and Ballistic Reckoning, which is an action to the force to reintroduce Surge uh, into, like, the natural... Like, because Surge, the soda, has sort of, like, it disappeared. They don't have it anymore. It's not a thing any longer. But what... But this would be the perfect time for a Surge relaunch, tapping, mm-hmm. tying it to Seth Christ's Ballistic Reckoning. And, yeah. like, you know, and, like, you know, Seth Christ could, like, you know, have, like, a fridge full of someone, Surge. You could shoot someone in the dick with a bottle of Surge. Yeah, and then be like, Surge! Like in those ads or whatever. Uh, sure. You know, like a green soda instead of instead of like maybe 
one character. We have like an alien character whose blood Here, here's is served. An, here's another surprise about about uh, the Seth Christ film. Yes. Who would have thought that Kathy would become such a prominent character? <laughs> it was a real. <laughs> From about turn. episode fifteen, it feels like Kathy's in in the movie more than Seth Christ is. Well, she's still in more than Ducky Dars, but that's because he dies. Oh, well, yeah, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't listened to the other episodes yet. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is about writing a movie. Like, you're going to find out things that happen in the movie. Ducky Darns dies. Uh, Dasha Slayer dies. Uh, Dipshit Giuseppe dies. Um, Ducky Darns comes back to life, so. Uh, Dasha, Dasha Slayer comes back to life. Yeah. Basically, in, in spirit form. Basically, no, like, a lot of people die, but. Barely anybody stays yeah. dead. A lot of people die, but at least a baby was born. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps between Kathy and J. Jonah Jameson, who are getting married. <laughs> yep. That's they could set up the sequel. It'll be like a three men. It'll be like that movie Shoot 'Em Up with Clive Owen, where he's got like mm-hmm. a baby around with him or whatever. And that'll be like part of the because I think we came up with a title for well, so the sequel. Oh, that's right. The sequel is gonna be taking place uh, like he's taking out like the space church or whatever. Seth Christ, but also like. He can be, like, uh, taking care of, like, uh, the baby of uh, fucking uh, J. Jonah Jameson and Kathy. And, like, so he's, like, carrying this baby that's, like, half cartoon, like, around. Like, a real baby Herman situation from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So, like, the yeah. baby could be, like, really, like, you know, like, wisecracking and, like, crazy. <laughs> and I'll just be, like, a, Yeah, smoking a cigar, dropping the cigar, yeah. being in a baby yeah. carriage. Sexually being harassing hideous. women. Yeah. Uh, but he can do it because he's a baby. When you're a baby, they let you do it. All babies are sexual predators, is what I'm saying. <laughs> They're a baby, they let you do it. Yeah. That's my lesson for everybody to take home with them today. You're, every baby out there in this world is a sexual predator, and we, <laughs> you must remain ever vigilant against the scourge of baby predators, which is not to talk about, like, do the, the predators in the predator movies, do they have children? Do they ever see like a baby? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a whole movie called uh, Predator Babies. Uh, is it about making their dreams come true? And yep. they hang out with a nanny who you only ever see her legs and you see her socks. Exactly. Yep. It's it's a giant predator. Yeah. Oh wow. You know, I bet that I mean that tracks. And then like animals apparently like younger than everybody else. Like, uh, you know, in the Muppet Babies universe, like he could be like to because like the equivalent of being the wild man Muppet. In the regular Muppets, yeah. he becomes like a, he's just like a little bit younger than all the toddlers, so he can like still talk in his like gibberish talk and yeah. everything. Let and me I'll... ask you a question: Do you think those Muppet babies ever shit their diapers? I mean, they are the Muppet babies also sexual predators? <laughs> since you've been describing babies, no, they've grown out. The of Muppet it. babies are excluded from this this proclamation that you have already made. They were, but they've grown out of it by the time. Uh, oh, they were sexual predators, <laughs> but like they've crossed. Okay, but animal might still be because he's oh, a little definitely. bit younger. Well, I mean, like, oh, okay. and in the in the Muppets world, he's always after women. He's like, woman, woman. It's this whole thing. He's like the Harpo Marx of the the Muppet world. He's always mm-hmm. chasing down ladies, you know. Also, where were the parents of all the Muppet babies? Like, they seem mm-hmm. to just abandon their children Dump, with this dumped nanny. Dumped at nanny's house. Yeah. And for like left, and then like Statler and Waldorf are always showing up, but like nobody's like parents ever shows up, and like the, everybody's just like there, like is it established that they're like we're just only seeing them there during like the day or whatever when they're being watched, and at the end of the day they go home to their respective parents, or like are they just like permanently forever, just like um with nanny, like you know it's like she's like a de facto parent to the Muppet babies who. My surprise is that I, maybe some Muppets show up in this, but no Muppet babies show up in this movie. 
but we have all oh, the actors we have in this movie. We've got, well, in our ideal casting, you know, Zach Efron as Seth Christ, uh, Joel Murray as Rip Torn, Amanda Bob Balaban directed. Yeah, Amanda Plummer got... as Jane Doe. Did you Stanley... say Zach Efron? Yep. Stanley Tucci as Ducky Darns. Did you uh, say uh, Garth... Joel Murray? <laughs> yep. Garth Brooks as Chris Gaines as. <laughs> Uh, and then I think what Flea is playing President Sugar Ray, aka Mark yep. McGrath. But Mark McGrath doesn't have a role in this because it conflicts with his role in the um, Sharknado universe. Yep. Because we want the Sharknado universe and the Seth Crush universe to be technically the same universe, so therefore Mark McGrath can't. Because people love the Sharknado movies. Sure, we had no sharks. And they want McGrath in this film. We, you know, we people love sharks and they love tornadoes. I love McGrath. They love their McGrath, but he's already in this. You don't want to feel the McGrath of the McGrath fans. He's already in the shared universe. That's why we can't have Ian Ziering in this, and we can't have Mark Cuban in this, and we can't have Matt Lauer in this. That's the only reason we can't have Matt Lauer in this is because these are the Sharknado movies. The one and only reason. Not because because of. uh, Not because he's uh, untouchable in Hollywood these days. It's because he's in the Sharknado movies. Oh. How? And it honestly, it's not even because there's some sort of conflict. It's because his performance in the Sharknado movies is so bad. We don't want him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's like I mean, sure, you know, Tara Reid. She does a great job in the Tara, Sharknado movies. Tara Reid. <laughs> That's like if she became a professional wrestler. And professional wrestlers these days weren't all just like one name people with like, like one generic name or like yeah. Whatever. If she was a professional wrestler today, her name would just be Tara. Yeah. Especially from what I got, like female professional wrestlers, some of them have like just like one name or whatever. That's just like the it's like oh I'm uh, Vanessa or whatever, <laughs> you know. That's I a, do know. Yeah, or uh, if like Vanna, if you had like Vanna White became a wrestler, she'd just be Vanna, or she could just be White, which would be an interesting name for a professional wrestler. <laughs> just, they would just, I'm White. white. <laughs> I'm White. <laughs> And then of course the, the that would lead to the the chant that would uh would yeah, do, I'm white, I'm white. I was just the chant for the professional wrestling character would be white power. <laughs> why why? <laughs> to take it back. That's why? Yeah, take back To take the, it back to take it back? Yeah. Because okay. like it becomes synonymous with this popular professional wrestling character who would be a face or it could be a heel, and then you can just steer into the skid. Like when they had those professional wrestler characters who were like alt-right or, what, alt-right or whatever, but they're, like they're not around anymore, I don't think. I think like they saw that like the one guy became an actual like MMA fighter. I saw that like ESPN or something. Because sometimes they have articles about professional wrestling on there because, um, you know, it's um, modern times. And like a sporting website like yep. ESPN can cover uh, professional wrestling because it's sports adjacent. It's sports entertainment, from what I gather. It's sports adjacent. Yep, it's yeah, sports adjacent. So we've written a great movie, is what we're saying. Uh, that is what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. It's a completely coherent story. It's mm-hmm. not too long. We don't defy the rules of the universe repeatedly, uh, you know, and just like, you know, we don't have about a good 10 to 15 minute chunk of the movie uh, turn out to be a dream sequence for no reason. <laughs> no, why would we do that? Uh, we play a lot of songs in their entirety, and just like yeah. you know. So I feel like I mean, if we're gonna pay for the songs, we want to get the whole oh, yeah. song in there. Now I mean, 
we haven't put the finishing touches on the actual uh, you know shooting script, which is to say uh, we haven't put pen to paper yet, but we have everything here basically. Mm-hmm. It's all here, the entire story and some of the dialogue, and like the dialogue's gonna really snap and crackle and pop because we're gonna get the people who came up with uh, the ad campaign for Rice Krispies to write uh, help us with dialogue to do punch up you gotta have people to do punch up you know i mean like yeah look, we're great writers but you still gotta get yourself a script doctor and yep. well that doctor will be of course uh dr demento is gonna do <laughs> punch up on this script oh my gosh great yeah and he'll just he'll put in a he'll put he'll give he'll put in a role for weird al so weird al could be in it he could do was we not gonna do the theme song to this movie did we ever i think we may have said that or something at some point because mm. they were talking about like uh spy hard or something yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I'd love to bring done. up Spy Hard. That's something we would have certainly done. So, like, yeah, Weird Al's going to sing, like, the Seth Christ uh, opening song or closing song, uh, whatever way that it gets him an Oscar nomination. Or Yeah, we got to get him an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Or it makes him And eligible. it's going to be th- – it'll be the – we'll get a bunch of technical awards and then one, one best original song award for Weird Al Yagovic's theme to Seth Christ. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it'll be uh, theme to Seth Christ in parentheses Arthur's theme. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we're gonna get so we're gonna get like best visual effects. We'll get sound. What are the two sound categories? Sound editing and sound mixing or whatever. We'll get both those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be up for costume, but we we'll won't. be up for days. Yeah, we'll be up for days from all the cocaine we're gonna do once we get to Hollywood because that's how so rich. Hollywood, we're gonna be rich and we're gonna be taking all these meetings. We're going to drink a bunch of bottled water, and we're going to do a bunch of cocaine, and we're going to get a bunch of uh, lunches at steakhouses that, like, you know, uh, make us feel super full in the middle of the day, and they like, kind of, like, messes up the rest of our day. Just be so sleepy. Yeah, because, like, I don't, I don't even, like, eat red meat because, like, it really sort of, like, weighs on you and, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. slows you down or whatever. I'm, I'm mostly, like, a pescatarian, but, I mean, when in Hollywood, they're going to take you to, you know... Uh, Morton's Steakhouse or whatever you got. Yeah, you're gonna have to go to Morton's and eat a steak and a baked potato. Yeah, that's that. And then give it five stars and Doughboys. <laughs> you know, yep. <laughs> it's what you gotta do. It's the way of um, you know, the future. Hollywood. Yeah, and the way of the future. That's Hollywood, baby. Uh, you know, and we're gonna be big time Hollywood people. Which, and like when people will listen to this podcast, once we're big and be like, man. They really did it, and this is like a historical document now. That's what, the, and this is like the cap around this historical document of our process of writing a movie, is uh, you know, talking about things, talking about the lessons we learned, talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, all well, the, are we are we talking about lessons that we learned? Because we're running out of time. Uh, uh, let's give one lesson. Uh, okay. We each a piece that we learned, and then we'll do our favorite segment. Uh, half remembered, thirty rock quotes. Okay, uh, my biggest lesson that I learned from this process is uh, never to, to write a screenplay this way and to <laughs> instead write down your ideas uh, and edit them. Mm, that's an interesting lesson to take from this because the entire yep. premise was that the, this what is a I've good learned idea. Was, this was a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah, and if I learned any lesson from this process, it's that... Um, Doing a podcast with a very specific premise uh, can be a little tricky, and like when people can't really like jump in in the middle because like they're gonna be like lost or whatever because you're like you know you're telling like an ongoing story, and I know like some podcasts tell stories like the Wolverine podcast or whatever, and also yeah, like the Wolverine podcast. Yeah, it's tricky like when you're trying to like uh, keep like the kayfabe of the podcast you're doing, and you're sort of like dipping in and out of the reality of the podcast because this podcast started as a lot more like a of a, a premise of like oh. 
we're writing a movie, we're taking this seriously, and we have like more of like a, at least you know like an arch sort of like reality to it or whatever. And eventually, that you know as the weeks went on, just sort of like completely fell away, and we just started putting nonsense and bullshit into the movies and fucking around. And uh, so it's like I guess the lesson is that it's hard for the two of us to stick to our guns and to uh, just keep you know going with the premise, and invariably we will fall into just. Uh, doing nonsense and um maybe that's like our uh you know what our strong point is where our bailey quiz is 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 you know uh just saying nonsense and dumb things and uh so i guess what i learned is that um this also that this podcast was a bad idea i learned it for a different reason than you but and we both learned the same thing which is that this was this podcast was a bad idea and it wasted everybody's time it wasted the listeners time it wasted our time and it's uh, it's uh, it's sort of like uh, the Heaven's Gate of podcasts or whatever, the Ishtar of podcasts or whatever. Yeah, maybe in a, maybe in about thirty years, people reevaluate yeah, it. Yeah, and like you know, uh, like people will treat us like they treat Elaine May or whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll be shunned from Hollywood for generations, never allowed to make another movie, despite the fact that we have plenty of hits that should pretty much clear us to write anything we want. And uh, then, you know, 30 years later, everyone will be like, you know what? Maybe we just uh, won't still won't let her make a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I think we're probably this podcast, uh, uh, Chris and Medway Blockbuster, which is the name of this podcast. I think I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. Uh, it's maybe more the cop rock of podcasts. It's like uh, mm. it was obvious early on that, like, this was like a, a mistake, but we, we stuck to our guns and just uh, stuck it out to the bitter end. And this is that bitter end right here and right now. Uh, we wrote a movie. It's completely insane. I mean, we did. We I mean we did technically tell the story of a movie from beginning to end. It's a insane movie with no internal logic and a bunch of dumb stuff happening and a lot of intellectual property being used without consent. But we did it, baby. Yep. That's welcome to fan fiction. <laughs> That's brisk, baby. What's well, I, I think Judge Millslate is in the movie. Great. And we'll have a like a claymation version of Burgess Meredith in uh, Rock from Rocky or whatever in the movie too. And talking to like the claymation. Just give me something to drink. Give me, give me something to drink. That's brisk, baby. And that'll All be right. the very end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just a clip from a commercial. Yeah. We'll just we'll, we'll just throw the commercial in there at the end, and Brisk will give us some money. If this was a real movie, some people would go see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe some, maybe somebody should actually make this movie. I mean, it, it would be like an insane amount of money to spend on a movie, but like it maybe had to be pared down to like a, a room level sort of. But maybe Tommy Wiseau will want to make this movie. Tommy, make this movie out there. Seth, uh, Zach Efron, I bet would do it. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't he? he if you paid with, him the money, he hangs out with those guys like that, like like the room or whatever. He's like, uh, oh you know, right, 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 the guys that brought you. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, the disaster artist people. Uh, but anyways, so let's remember uh, a thirty rack quote in part, and then well, I remember there was a period of time when Tracy Morgan was working on a movie, a Garfield movie. It was, I believe, it was called Garfield Three: Feline Groovy, and then he had like a sort of a breakdown because like he was remembering his troubled youth. 
and he listed a bunch of funny things. Well, tragic things that were also funny within the context of the movie or the TV show. The only thing I remember him is yelling at the kid playing Nermal. Like, like the G train, Nermal. But I don't remember anything <laughs> well, else. Well, he calls, he calls him Nermel. Which <laughs> uh, is very funny. Good old Tracy Morgan as Tracy Jordan. And that is uh, half-remembered 30 Rock quotes. Everybody's favorite segment of this podcast. Uh, which is a shame because the 95% of this podcast was us writing a movie. And 5%. <laughs> also, we have no stats on what anyone's favorite parts of the podcast yep, are. Yep, it's true. Nobody told us or anything like that. But uh, so for now, we're done. I mean, this 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 podcast as it is has reached its uh, vainglorious end. But who knows what the future holds for the two of us. Uh uh, you know, in the podcast world, it probably won't be something like this, but you never know what's going to happen next. Maybe we'll uh, write a porno and then we'll have children. And yeah, then... maybe, maybe we'll change our name to Zach and Beard. Yeah. And then uh, we'll have uh, Craig Robinson hang out or whatever. I think he's in that movie. Anyway, so um, all the stuff about this particular uh, – well, you should still uh, listen to other podcasts on Gabber Media. That much is true. Sure. Uh, you don't have to worry about anything related to this podcast anymore. Nobody gives a shit about it anymore. Nobody, you know, don't need to send us an email or uh, follow the Twitter account for this podcast. But you can follow the two of us or uh, see what we're doing on Twitter, which seems to Twitter seems to be sort of uh, capping off in terms of like people using it or whatever. From what I, I see from like you know these times, like it doesn't seem to be getting a lot of new users, and people don't seem to like you know. Uh, follow people as vociferously as these days. Sure. I feel like Twitter sort of like reached a homeostasis and like a stagnancy. But still, follow us if you want. I mean, I I, tr- <laughs> I, I, I tweet seldomly now, but I still uh, tweet occasionally. Sometimes I'll have yeah. a joke that doesn't like work in another context. It's like, well, I'll throw it on the old Twitter machine. Uh, so um, uh, I'm at Chris X Morgan on Twitter. I'm at M. Shimkowitz. And if you listen to every episode of this podcast, uh, thank you very much. And I am truly, deeply sorry for everything. Uh, and if you listen to every episode of the podcast, I'd just like to say you're welcome. Oh, different feelings for different ceilings, as the saying <laughs> yep. goes. What is, that, what is that, the third verse for the Different Strokes theme song? Yep, different feelings for different ceilings. All right, well, this has been Chris and Matt write a blockbuster. Uh, you know, 30 episodes uh, of whatever this was. We For whatever it was, it definitely was a podcast. And so for now, we're signing off. Uh, uh, I love you all. Uh, sorry for calling you stupid fucking assholes at the beginning of the podcast. You're all gold in my book. Bye.